and I, I want us to also discuss it from a financial point of view. Yeah. But go ahead with, you know. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to try and make this quick. I can, because I realize we've been on, on air for one hour, an hour now. So yes. goal setting for couples. It's very important for couples to set goals. And if you ask me why is it important to, for couples to set goals, that would then take me to the next uh, slide that we have here. But quickly, I just want to uh, mention to those who have been watching, I, apart from the goals that I've been sharing, I actually have a, a number of videos talking about this goal setting, especially the first part where we've talked about why goals fail. And from this next slide, you'll see the link to the YouTube channel. I want to crave your indulgence to visit the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, press the notification bell so that you can get notices when I upload new videos. So let's talk about goal setting for couples. Now, what we, we've seen that the biggest, there are reasons why marriages fail, and there are several of them. But research has shown that the three big reasons why marriages crash or marriages have issues are money, sex, and communication. Money, sex, and communication. Those are the biggest reasons why marriages have issues. So the ones we're talking about, uh, the one we're talking about today is actually a goal. And this goal will take care of money, is going to take care of sex, is going to take care of communication as well. I'm not sure we can cover up, but I'll make sure I'll speak to all. The one that I know I've taken care of is about money in the next few slides. Yeah. But let me quickly speak to the issue of communication and sex. I'm hoping that we don't have two people who are too young to watch this. But on the issue of communication, for example, in my own home, no matter where we are apart, it's a rule or it's an unwritten rule that we must speak to ourselves on a daily basis, no matter where we are in the world. So there is that communication goal to, to keep in touch, to stay in touch on a daily basis. If it's a phone call, if it's an SMS, and most likely it's usually a phone call for us. So if you don't keep that communication line open, you are going to be drifting apart. And so long as you're drifting apart, a time will come when you come back together again, you realize that you're both speaking different languages. And the moment you start speaking different languages, you will no longer understand yourself there will be issues you will fight more often. So it's very important to communicate. And most people think they are communicating when all they are doing is just waiting to reply or waiting to respond to what the other person has said. In communication, you have to listen to your partner yeah. and you don't listen so that you can reply. It's not a debate in marriage. You listen right. so that you can respond. Responding means that you already understand what the person said and you are giving a response based on what the person said, not based on what you already proposed to say. So it's very important right. that you listen to yourselves and don't be the one to always talk. You should listen to each other. And that's how it's right. going to work. On the issue of sex, now, I understand that sometimes quite a number of women are disappointed and the man doesn't understand why the woman doesn't want to have sex. The woman is tired. The man is never tired. He's always ready. It's very important that you come to an agreement. If you're having sexual issues, you may need to seek medical help so that you can both enjoy the sex, uh, the, your time out and stuff like that. And you will be surprised that sex is a big issue because the man always feels punished when he doesn't get enough of it. And the woman feels overused when the man is demanding too much of it. So the, you both need to come to 
you both need to shift grounds and come to terms on how you're supposed to go about it, what work, what works for you, what time, and how you should go about it. So let's go on to why couples should set need to set goals. Why couples need to set goals. You see quite a number of reasons here on this on the screen. It's very important that couples set goals, and I'll take them one after the other. So I spoke about a link earlier, which is the YouTube link, and you can see it at the bottom of your screen right now. That is youtube.com forward slash follow Daniel Speaks. That's the YouTube link. Please don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube link and use the notification button so that you can get notifications when I have uh, new videos. Now, two reasons why couples should set good. Number one, you need peace of you need peace in that marriage. If you don't actually set goals, you may not have peace in that marriage. So it's very important to set goals. Why does goal setting affect peace? Goal setting, setting affects peace because you already agree on what to do before you start it out. You have already agreed on what should be done before you go into what you're about to do. Most times, people don't agree because they never agreed on what to do before they got started. So how can you go into something? For example, the Bible says, can two work together except they be agreed? So it's important that you agree on what you're about to do from the beginning before you go into it. And that's one easy way you're going to have peace in your marriage. Goals will also help you with progress. If you don't make, if you don't set goals, how do you progress? For example, your goal will show where you're going to be in six months or what you need to have done in one year, what yeah, you need yeah. to have done in two years. So your goal is one way the both of you know that you are progressing. If you don't set goals, you will not be able to progress. All of a sudden, you just realize that maybe after 10 years of marriage, you meet some other people who got married. At about the same time that you got married, you look at them, they've achieved so much, they have postgraduate degrees, they, they, are, you know, they are adding additional degrees, despite the fact that they are also having children. And you give yourself the excuse that, oh, you are raising children. That's why you couldn't progress academically or financially and stuff like that. But it's not an excuse. The reason that didn't happen is because you didn't set the goal. You were waiting for life to happen. So you have progressed. Then individual development. For example, in some areas, my goals will be different from the goals of my wife. There are areas where our goals will intersect in order for us to have progress and peace. But we also need to have individual progress. For example, we're in, the same, we're in different career paths. So if we're in different career paths, our goals need to have, I mean, we need to have individual goals. Individual goals. And those individual goals will take into cognizance the fact that we're both married to ourselves. So my individual goals will not be set in such a manner that the other person will not be able to progress or I'm going to slow down every other person. Her own goal is also going to be set in such a manner that she's not going to slow me down or she's not going to eat deep into my finances, especially if one partner is the one that will fund the goals of the other person. The other. So it's very important to both agree on your individual goals. Then you need a goal because of joint development. For example, there are trainings that, that you can attend together. There are courses on family planning. There, are, uh, yeah. When I say family planning, I'm not even talking about spacing children alone. There are goals that talk about parenting yeah. or there are trainings yeah. about parenting. There are pain, trainings on communication, effective communication in marriage and stuff like that. So those are things you really want to, those are trainings you want to attend together so that you can jointly develop yourself. And it's even, it makes a lot of sense if you're in the same industry, if you're in the same yeah. field. Say, for example, you are both in the banking industry or you're both in the speaking industry or you're both ministers and stuff like that. You need to agree on your joint development. Then what about your social progression? You are starting today from a one bedroom apartment 
or what some people refer to as a condominium, you are start, how, when are you going to move into a larger apartment? Or when is it appropriate to move into a larger apartment? You have a small car today. And if you both drive, you have to share the car. When is it appropriate to change the car? Or when is it appropriate to both drive two different cars? You know, those are things you need to begin to plan for. And if you don't plan for those things, then there will be issues at the end of the day because somebody will just wake up and say, oh, it's time to get another car. And somebody says, no, it's not time to get no, another car. Bad. The one that we have is still good enough. Or somebody says, yeah. oh, it's time for us to have two different cars. He said, why should we have two different cars? Do you know the cost of maintaining the one that we have now? You want to have an extra car? You know, those are things you need to discuss. Then you will minimize your argument if you have goals. There are areas, there are things you will not argue about. And you'll see that as I go on to the next few slides. So long as you have goals set out from the beginning. For example, before I got married, my wife and I agreed on, for example, the name of uh, the number of children we should have, the names of children, even before we got married. And yeah, same here. Same you, here you same get, so th those are some of the things that you should be discussing so that when you're eventually married, these things are not things you should be arguing about arguing anymore about. because you already right. had an agreement. Even if somebody now feels otherwise somewhere along the line, you then need to come forth with strong persuasion for the other person to shift ground. And if the other person doesn't shift ground, it won't be a ground for you to, you know, start fighting this person because you clearly had an agreement before you both started. And it doesn't mean that the agreements are fixed. The agreements can be changed. You can decide otherwise. You can decide that you need to go into a new area. That's, that's very important. Then you, you have better planning when you have goals. If you yeah. don't have goals, you don't have better planning. You will have spent a lot of money. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you've already spent money and then you are trying to account for the money that has been spent? Yeah. And one thing that happens is that when you spend money and you're not trying to account for the money that has been spent, somehow, somehow, no matter how good you are, there's always a part of that money that is missing. And you mm. never remember what you did with it. But mm. if you had a budget before you right. start and you are sticking to the budget, you then realize that it's easy to stick with a budget that you created at the beginning before you start spending the money. The, the easiest way to account for every amount of money that you're spending is to have a budget and to stick with the budget. But when I mean, you spend that, the just, money... Just to, just to add to it, uh, I think, I think from, from this perspective, I mean, what, what I usually do with my wife is every month we set up a budget yeah. because we have a fair, fair idea of how much is coming in from yeah. my end or from our end, right? And immediately we do that. We actually go 25%. You know, we, yeah. we cut out 25% as savings almost immediately and work with the remaining 75%. And that's awesome. one of the ways we manage ourselves. So, you know, to an excellent person, it looks like, like, oh, we're affluent and all of that. It's because of the discipline the planning. and the fact that we've already planned that this is what we're going to do. Awesome. Awesome. So it's very, it's very important to have those kind of plans. Now, 25% may not be what works for some other people, maybe Absolutely. because they have some other commitments. Now, for example, apart from the family, you may have people who also depend on you that you are responsible to and you don't want to inconvenience your spouse to take care of those other people. But jointly, you agree on what percentage you must contribute to take yeah. care of the home front, and you can do whatever you please with what is left, you know, that kind of a thing. So you have better planning, and with better planning, you have better financial management. So and these are the reasons why every couple should need to, uh, every couple ought to set a goal. Peace in the marriage, progress in the marriage, 
individual development, joint development, social progression, minimize arguments, better planning, financial management. Now, let's go to areas where couples are supposed to uh, set goals. And these are a little more specific. Number one is children. I think I find it funny when people go into marriage without agreeing on or without even having any discussion around how many children they're going to have. Because the number of children you're going to have will impact on your finances, will impact on where and how you're going to live. It's going to impact on how much you have to contribute to raise those children. You need to plan for their education as well. So all of these things need to put uh, to be factored into whatever it is that you are doing. So you can uh, agree on the number of children that you have. That's the first thing that you need to agree on. Number two thing is, what kind of house should you live in? If you don't discuss the number of children, you can't even discuss the kind of house you should house. live in. So you, you need to discuss the kind of house uh, to live in. Then how are you going to be saving to rent a house if you don't have any property that has been willed to you or anybody giving you anything? How are you going to rent a house? How are you going to buy a house? Or how are you going to build one? You need to discuss these things. So when you are starting out, these may look like very big plans. And that's why we say you should have five-year, 10-year plans. Begin Absolutely. to you know, make plans for these things. And if you don't make plans for them, here's the problem. There are many of these things that will show up unexpectedly. And when they show up unexpectedly, they will show up at a time when you are not prepared for them. But when you have been planning for them, there is no such thing as them showing up unexpectedly because you've been talking about them, you've been planning for them all along. So that's, that's why couples talk about saving to rent or, or renting to own a house, buy the house or build a house. Then where, do you, where are you going to live? You should discuss on it. Now, some people may like a certain part of the city. Some other people don't like that certain part of the city. Then the other thing is, apart from where you like, are you going to live there together? Do you, where do you walk? Who needs to go out more often? Or do you both go out very often? So if, for example, I need to travel three hours to get to work, it would be unfair on the part of my wife to say that we should go to another part of town where I would then need to travel four hours to get to my work. It's going to be unfair on me. So we need to agree on a central place that is also affordable for the family. Now, if we're going to a place where we need to drive three, four hours, on the basis of costs, and we both agree on that, that's understandable. But we need to look at the health of the other person. So where are you going to live in? Then what kind of car should you buy? The reason you need to agree on car is because you are both going to be spending the money on the car, especially if you're going to spend the money together on the car. Or if you're not going to spend the money on the car together, well, maybe it may not matter much to some other people. But I think that sometimes you need to discuss the kind of car that you're going to you know, get. So number six is additional degrees. Sometimes uh, in marriage, people feel that, oh, they've not gotten enough degrees. Or some people decide that I'm not going to get married until I have my master's oh. degree. And once they yeah. have their master's degree, they are good to go. So they don't need to get an, any additional degree in marriage. All they would be getting would be maybe professional certifications or just doing some certificate courses. But some other people, for whatever reason, did not even get a first degree before getting married and they still need to get an education. So you will discuss how, you, how that is going to happen. You need to discuss vacations. These are goals yeah. you need to set. How are you going to educate your children? What kind of school will you be sending? What kind of school are you going to be sending your children to? If you don't discuss what kind of school you're going to be sending your children to, you might eventually run into a financial brick wall. 
So it's very important that you discuss all of this uh, ahead of time. Then uh, what are your monthly expenses? You just mentioned that you have a monthly expense. You already know what's coming in. Now, some people don't know their monthly expense because they've never sat down together to calculate what they spend on a monthly basis, whether consciously or unconsciously. And there are a number of people who will be able to cut down largely on their finances when they sit down and they look at what they have been spending money on. You realize that some of the things you're spending money on, they are necessary. And some of the things you're spending money on, they are not necessary. What about your cable consumption? It's very important that you, you know, pay attention to your cable consumption as well. Then, uh, what type of bank accounts are you going to run? What kind of, what's the modality for saving? Are you going to do uh, yeah. joint savings? Or are you going to uh, have a set, what, what living arrangements are you going to have? Some people, they, they need to live together. Some people will not be able to live together because of work. There are couples who are currently living in, uh, you know, some couples are currently living in separate cities. And that's because of work. Now, when you get married, are you going to continue to live in separate cities or are you going to be living in the same city? These are conversations we must have. It's very important because, you know, if you're living in separate cities before you got married as a result of work, it might be very difficult to continue to live in separate cities when you become married. Now, you're going to increase the chances of infidelity on the part of one spouse or the other. You're going to also increase the difficulty in one spouse having to raise or train the children. Those are the things you need to consider. Then the question is, is that marriage even going to last if you live separately? So it's very important that you look at whether you're going to live separately or you're going to live together. Those are some of the goals that you need to review. Then who are the extra heads? Do you need to bring in people in your family? Is it financially okay for you to accommodate other people? Are you financially good enough to even take care of yourself? Not to now talk about, you know, bringing in other people. So those are some of the things that you need to put to consideration. If you don't have enough money to take care of yourself, bringing in other people will cause a lot of trouble. So those are some of the things that we should actually uh, put to consideration. But I, I think that uh, so far, so good. Those are some of the issues that uh, couples should fo focus on, even though I've rushed uh, what, what I have in mind. But I think we've covered... I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, about... excellent, excellent job. Yeah, excellent job, sir. I, I think one, one of the things I, I also wanted to highlight is, I mean, yes, we we try to rush through it because of time. I mean, but but the points are really very valid. And I mean, just give you a typical example. I have been married for fourteen years now. It's going to be fifteen years in November. Yeah. And to a large extent, almost everything you mentioned in there, we discussed when we were dating with yeah. my wife, you know, we, we actually drafted like a family constitution, the yeah. same way there's a constitution that governs yeah. the country, we have a constitution that governs the family. And so it's every single point you've mentioned in there. So, I mean, it's a valid, um, valid thing you've mentioned. I know we've, we've, we've run through it because of time, but we'll still go you know, in detail, um, maybe sometime later, we'll, we'll, we'll find time to, to call you back and maybe yeah. go into details of some of these things. Um, I, th I think as you, as you wrap up, right, one, one of the things I was going to ask you is the fact that, yes, you know, we, 
we, we've looked at the goal setting, we've looked at all of these things. But in terms of practicality, and especially tying it back to the COVID-19 situation where we started from, yes, we've set these goals, we've set all of these things. However, there are some, some things that we didn't expect, just like COVID happened. Yeah. Now, what do we need to do in terms of, okay, some of these things, you know, are unexpected that comes in, even though we try our very best to prepare, set timelines, set goals and all of that. But in terms of treating things that are unexpected, how do we go about it as, as we wrap up? Okay, so now one, one of the major things and uh, one of the very important things that I've said earlier is that um, when you look at how we've been working before now, many of us always go for physical meetings and we do not go out until, I mean, we refuse to, you know, stay indoors for meetings that we could have held virtually. So virtually. one important thing is that couples then need to begin to consider the fact that someone needs to stay at home more often, not on the basis of gender, but on the grounds that you need to cut costs. So who has the kind of job that can be done from home. Whoever has the kind of job that can be done from home needs to continue working from home. Whoever has the kind of job that cannot be done from home is the person that then should go out. So it's about, instead of spending all of that money on transportation, spending all of those hours on the road, why don't you spend that money maybe more on food more on education or some other things than when you spend a little more time with your family rather than in traffic, you're more valued, you're more appreciated. Your children are appreciative of the fact that, look, they're getting more time with you. So it's very important to spend more time based on the flexibility of your work. Then whatever it is that you're doing at the moment, you need to ask yourself, is there a way that I can automate these things? Can I move these things? from you know just physical activity can i move them to the internet or how do i automate what i do that's one of the things that couples need to begin to do and if you're rendering services find a way to reduce your time out there spend more time with your family for example a number of times i try to work from home if i don't need to go out i make sure i don't go out i work from home i run my meetings maybe via phone run meetings virtually if i need to send emails to a lot of people you know we just exchange documentations and stuff like that and we get a lot of things done i have quite a number of things laid out for this week and there are people i should be seeing but i've been working from home and we're getting things done so consider that then the other thing is you need to couples then need to plan to save more or question is how do we multiply our income because the reality is that some people as a result of the pandemic would have lost their jobs. And if they have lost their jobs, what do you, what can you now do? The first thing I've said to people who probably have lost their jobs as a result of this pandemic is sit down, ask yourself, what were the essential services during the pandemic? Take a look at all those essential services, everything that the government termed essential services. I think you should start a business in that line. Now, the reason I'm suggesting you start a business in the line of essential services is that if for whatever reason there will be another lockdown in the future, most likely those things that were referred to as essential services will remain on the list of essential services. So your businesses will not be affected. For example, if you have an e-commerce store, 
many of the e-commerce stores were still operating. And yeah. in the time yeah. we're using Zoom right now, as I, I saw a research saying that as of December 2019, Zoom had about 10 million users. But as we speak, because right. of the pandemic, they've gone to 300 million users. 300 million. That's, That's 290 million users in less than four or five months. 290 million users went on Zoom just because of the pandemic. So you, you can imagine that we need to move our businesses online and it's very important to do things uh, differently. So if you actually do not have uh, an online business, consider the possibility of an online business or consider how to move your businesses online. Then what can you do within your neighborhood? Because there are some other businesses that you can do in your neighborhood that will not be affected by the pandemic. Some areas, you know, you, you know how you have an estate. People will have to buy yeah. water. I mean, I, I've looked at the consumption of water in my own house. And I looked at how many bottles, you know, the, the water bottles and stuff, the large bottles that we put on yeah, dispenser yeah. machines and stuff like that. And I looked at how many yeah. we were consuming in such a short time. And you have to keep going for those bottles because everybody's drinking water. So those guys that are selling those uh, the bottles, the sachet water, they were making money. Yeah. And somebody talked about how he wasn't sure whether he should be running a bakery during this pandemic. But, you know, somebody convinced him that, look, he needs to actually stay on the bakery and keep it running. And guess what? I think that the bread consumption during the pandemic actually went up because the kind of money increased. they did not yeah. make on that business before the pandemic, they made so much more. And I must confess that even my own bread consumption went up during this pandemic. Uh, you, uh, you, absolutely. Yeah, so that I agree. I agree. we need to look at look at the businesses that were termed essential services and make sure that you have a stake or you are actively involved in running those kind of businesses and that's another way to either survive maybe a possible pandemic in the future or even have a sustainable income while working from home and that that's my take or that's my little suggestion to people absolutely thank you very much for that suggestion um i have two questions for you Okay. Um, I think the first one basically will be the slides you presented. Is this something yeah. you can share with the community? Okay, so the, the challenge is that because there are videos out there already, I will suggest they refer okay. to videos. And you know that okay. some of those slides, I have a book on goal setting. And because I have a okay. book on goal setting, uh, some of those slides are content of my book already. So if I share them, it means that I will be giving out my contents of my own book. But they can also go to my website to get a copy of the book on goal setting. That's www.foladaniel.com forward slash shop. foladaniel.com forward slash shop. Or those international listeners can go to payheat. Pay that's P-A-Y-H-I-P. payheat.com forward slash foladaniel speaks. So they can get it on payheat.com forward slash foladaniel speaks. And they can get it on Amazon as well. My link on Amazon is amazon.com forward slash author forward slash follow Daniel speaks. Um, so so I, I think another thing you can do for us is in the comment section, um, I, you know, after we do a brief review of all this, uh, of, of this session, you can add some of those links so that, you know, the community and everybody listening can go all right. from there. And all right, I'll, the I'll, I'll just and drop them right away. I'll drop them okay. right away. Um, the last question is, 
Okay, the last question for me is, I mean, there, there's so much that we need to discuss. I mean, we, we're, we're running for almost an hour and a half now. And we would like to call you back again at some point. I know you're a very busy person, but we'll, we'll review the schedule together and find you know, time again to go to another area yeah. you know, that we can discuss more as a spin-off from what we've done now because there's so many things to talk about. I mean, the, the, the wealth of experience and knowledge you've displayed is, is amazing. And we really want to thank you, you know, for, for giving us this time to sit with you on this platform and discuss. I really appreciate it. And My thank you so pleasure. much for, you know, your time and your effort. My pleasure. So the, the links, I've, I've dropped the links on Facebook. For those who are watching via Facebook, okay. you will see the pay hit link. You would also see the Facebook link. I mean, you see the followerdaniel.com forward slash shop. You'd also see the payheat.com forward slash followerdanielspeaks. So those are the two major links where you can get them. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash followerdanielspeaks. YouTube.com forward slash followerdanielspeaks. There are quite a number of videos on there. And of course, your own page. The, uh, can you give us the Achievers Facebook page again? Yeah, so the, the Facebook page is basically 2020 Goals and Achievers. That's the name of the group. It's available on LinkedIn as well, as well as on Facebook. Just look for 2020 Goals and, Achieve and Achievements, and you'll be right in the group. And like I said, all of the videos it dropped for us in the group at, at the start of you know, the year is available there. About 28, 29, or 30, if I remember correctly, that was, that was talking about each of those reasons why goals fail. So, you can get on board, you know, on that group, either on LinkedIn or Facebook, as well as, you know, join the community and, you know, get the best out of it. Mr. Fala, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I know we didn't go through, you know, the live stream and the, and the questions, but we'll dedicate some time after this session is over, just to look through the questions. And oh, we'll do you have questions well. from your um, end? Thank you so much for everything. Do you have other questions from your end? Um, so so apart from what I've asked you, I, I think I was just going to look through, you know, the feed and see some of the questions in there. But I know we're almost hitting a, a, an hour and a half, and yeah. I, we budgeted one hour for this. We, ha we have. So what I'll do is I'll look through the comment section, like I said. <laughs> yeah. So I'll look through that comment section, and any questions, I would find a way of tagging you along so that at least you'll be able to see them and, and respond as well. I want to thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And like I said, we'll, we'll sit down some other time in the future and look at another topic that we can discuss because this has really been engaging. Um, to everybody that is listening, thank you so much for coming on board. Uh, it's been Achiever Zone, and my guest was Fola Daniel. Um, he's a pastor, he's a speaker, he's a trainer. So you can reach out to him. All the links will be displayed in the comment section. Thank you so much for coming on board and you know, have, a, have a good time. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Later. Bye, everyone. All right. Thank you. Bye.